Good morning to the land of social media. I'm Dr. Clement Palmer III. Welcome to another episode of Bible Topics. I'm broadcasting on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and podcasts for you podcast lovers. If you appreciate this video, please go to YouTube and check like and subscribe. If you're interested in a particular topic, let me know on the website, www.drclementpalmer.com. The sole purpose is to save souls. This is for the, those of you that are struggling with so many questions. For example, does God have emotions? Or is he mechanical and unmoved? Will he change his mind? And particularly the ones that think they are a nobody. By the way, God does not create nobodies. And they're useful for the ones that are ashamed of their family members or a parent, and in particular, this case, a mother today. I think their family members are an embarrassment or they feel they have no worth. The Lord will make a way somehow. This is a time in biblical history where God is at the point of giving the Israelites the promised land, Canaan. Now, Moses had died and Joshua were their leader. Israel failed to remember what the Lord had done for them. And this led to a series of five-step cycles. And it goes like this. There was sin, suffering, prayer and a person a person the lord rose up to deliver them from their suffering and from the oppression and then the sin started again sin suffering prayer a person arose and then the sin started again same thing happens to us now we sin we suffer we pray and then we are forgiven if we open it up this the topic today is don't count people out. Don't count yourself out. Background scripture is Judges 2, verses 2 through 4. And I'll read from the New King James Version. This is the angel of the Lord talking. And you shall make no covenant with the inhabitants of this land. You shall tear down their altars, but you have not obeyed my voice. Why have you done this? Therefore, I also say, I will not drive them out before you, for they shall be thorns in your side, and their God should be a snare to you. So it was when the angel of the Lord spoke these words to all the children of Israel that the people lifted up their voices and wept. Joshua died. Amen. Now another generation arose who did not know the Lord nor the work that the Lord has done for Israel. It is a critical time in one's life when we lose someone, a family member or someone close to us. Instead of getting closer as a family, some families spread apart. Big mom is gone, big dad is gone, Moses is gone, Joshua is gone. Israel became unfaithful. The Bible said in Judges 2.14, according to the New King, King James Version, and the anger of the Lord was hot against Israel. What kind of hot? Not hot in temperature, 
not hot in high voltage like a live wire, not hot in imagination, not hot in food consistent of peppers and spices, not hot in an erotic sense, not hot in the news, hot off the press, but he was hot with Israel, not in a, a hot sense of hunting for you hunters, not close to finding or guessing something in a game, but what kind of hot? Not hot in a task of sports coming in, shooting, making a lot of baskets, basketball, but hot under the collar, which means angry, resentful, and embarrassed. Think about it. Our Lord is embarrassed that they, did, they didn't wipe out inhabitants of the land they, they didn't keep the covenants church we need to pray lord if you're hot with me please do not stay hot too long therefore the lord sold them into the hand of their enemies so they could no longer stand before their enemies earlier i mentioned if god moved did he move emotionally the Bible reads that the Lord was moved to pity by their groaning because of those who oppressed them and harassed them. Now let's turn to Jephthah, Judges chapter 11. It's one of those cycles where the Lord saved Israel. Jephthah the Gileadite was a mighty warrior. His father was Gilead. His mother was a prostitute. Now, Gilead's legal wife bore him other sons. When they had grown up, they drove Jephthah away. You got it? They said, you are not going to get an inheritance in our family. They made it clear. You are the son of another woman. Now, they had the same father, but a different Mother, that's how people do today. How bad do you think this hurt Jephthah? He fled from his brothers and settled in the land of Tar, where a gang of scoundrels gathered around him and followed him. Not his brothers, but scoundrels, people in the street. Jephthah's brothers, and you might as well say Israel, tore down the family bridge. The family bond was broken. We say don't tear down any bridges now. Sometime later after this, the Ammonites were fighting against Israel. Now the elders of Gilead went to Jephthah from the land of Tar. Come be our commander so we can fight the Ammonites. Now they need Jephthah now. But Jephthah is confused, or he wanted clarification, and he wanted to remind them. He asked three questions. Didn't you hate me? Didn't you drive me from my father's house? Why have you come now? You're in trouble? You're in trouble, right? The elders of the Galilee replied, nevertheless, we are turning to you now. In other words, don't, don't worry about what we've done to you. We need you now, Jephthah. 
Come with us to fight the Ammonites, and you'll be head over us who live in Galilee. Jephthah wanted clarification. Look at who Jephthah is recognizing. He used to lord in this, this phrase. Suppose you take me back to fight the Ammonites, and the Lord gives them to me. Will I really be your head? In other words, can I trust you? Because you hated me. You ran me out of my father's house. Be careful who you trust. And be careful to trust someone who once ran you out of your father's house. This is his family. This, these are not enemies. The elder said, the Lord is our witness. We will do as you say. Amen. So Jephthah went with the elders of Galilee. And the people made him head and command over them, just like they said. Look at the heart of Jephthah. Although he had problems with his country, he didn't want anybody else to bother them. You know, church, sometimes you can talk about your own family and your own family members, but you don't want anybody else to talk about. But I caution you and everyone to don't get in family conflict. It's a trap. I know a lady that was in her, that's in her 70s that had gotten in a bad disagreement and argument with her daughter who was in her 50s. I mean, it was bad. They started calling each other names and things. And the mother's husband, who I'm going to call stepdad because he raised a 50-year-old since she was six months old, told the daughter, don't talk to your mother like that. Now, she's still your mother. And the daughter's husband heard it and said to the stepdad, don't talk to my wife like that. Then he asked me who was right. I said, no, 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 I'm not going to get into that. That's family business. Figure it out. Back to the text. Judges 11, 12, according to the NIV. Jephthah sent messengers to the Ammonite king. I like how he phrased the question. What do you have against me that you have attacked my country? What do you have against me that you've attacked my country? He back with Israel now. The message Bible said, he said, what's going on here that you have come into my country picking a fight? And King James Version said, what hast thou to do with me that thou art come against me in my land? My land. That was a reply. Judges 11, 13, the king of Ammonite said to Jephthah's messengers, when Israel came out of Egypt, they took away my land from Arnon to the Jabbok, all the way to the Jordan. Now give it back peaceably. peaceably. There was one problem with this. The Ammonite king was wrong. His facts are wrong. This claim was false. At the time Israel came up from Egypt, the land was occupied by the Amorites, not the Ammonites, according to Numbers 21-21. 
So Jephthah responded back to the Ammonite king and gave him a little history lesson. He said, Israel took no Moabite land and no Ammonite land. When they came up out of Egypt, Israel went through the desert as far as the Red Sea, arriving at Kadesh. There the kingdom Edom refused to let them pass through the land. The king of Moab was no better. He, let, he refused to let them pass through the land. So they arrived, they traveled across the desert, circled around the land of Edom and Moab. Then Israel sent messengers to Sihon, the king of Amorite, requesting to travel through their land. But Sihon, the Amorite king, didn't trust Israel. He got his army together and went to war against them. Israel won and took the Amorite land, the Amorite land, all the Amorite land from Arnon, which was at the Moabite border, to the Jabbok, from the desert to the Jordan. Now this is Jephthah's argument. Now, since the Lord, the God of Israel, has driven the Amorites out before his people Israel, what right do you have to take it over? Hmm. He also said, will you not take what your God, Kemosh, gives you? Hmm. In other words, won't you do what your God tell you to do and accept what he gives you? Now, Jephthah either accidentally or deliberately confused the deities of Moab and Ammon. Because Chemosh was really the god of Moab, and Molech is the god of Ammon. So he could have been playing there on words, or it could have been a mistake, or he could deliberately uh, say it this way. Another argument. Additionally, for 300 years, Israel has occupied Heshbon, Arnon, the surrounding land and all the towns along Arna. Why didn't you why didn't you take it during that time? 300 years. And he concluded, whatever the Lord has given us, we will possess it. That's his final statement, basically. Whatever the Lord has given us, we will possess it. Church, I say, what God has for me, it is for me. What God has for you, it is for you. Jephthah said, I have not wronged you, but you are doing me wrong by waging war against me. Let the Lord, the judge, decide the dispute today between the Israelites and the Ammonites. But the king of the Ammonites paid no attention to the messengers. He basically said, get out of my face. War ensued. And the Lord gave the Ammonites into his hand. Thus Israel subdued Ammon. In closing, I would like to say, church, who do you think put this love for his family and country in Jephthah's heart? Because his family basically told him, get out. You have no inheritance. We don't care about you. We don't care about your mother. Leave. Get. Make it the best way that you can, Jeff.
church. We shouldn't be too quick to judge people. They're making it the best way they can. Don't tear down any bridges. You may have to cross them again. This is Jephthah's family. When you're told you're worthless, you're nobody. Your mama was a prostitute. Our daddy is a drunk. You're an outside child or an extra child. You have value. Remember, God does not make junk, and you can make it. Amen. Let us pray. Lord, thank you for making us with your imprint. Lord, thank you for knowing what's going to happen before they happen. Lord, help us to stay strong and keep fighting what we know is right and keep doing right with the help of the Holy Spirit. Lord, thank you for supporting us and knowing the future when we can't see past our mother. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. If you appreciate the video, please go to YouTube, check, like, and subscribe. I will see you in a few weeks, if it's the Lord's will, and the creek don't rock. Amen.